Hi, everybody. It's Election Profit Makers, and John had an idea for this week's intro. When I complained, I couldn't think of anything to say. John, take it away. Do you remember White Lightning? I associate that with, like, the 70s. Okay. It's either a race car or a kind of, like, alcohol. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, or it was, like, a moonshine, maybe. Oh, moonshine. Yeah. Maybe that's it. So, but I'm talking specifically about a ride at an amusement park. I think they call, they call them theme parks now. Hmm. In uh, Carowinds. Mm-hmm. And it was called White Lightning. Was it a moonshine-themed ride? Uh, well, it was just a roller coaster that did one loop, and then it uh, did the loop in reverse. So it was like a six-second ride. It would just go, <laughs> and, and it had to start really fast because the loop was right there. And then hmm. it went up and stopped, and then it did the loop in uh, reverse. But yeah, you're right. That they had a lot of problematic names. They had like the Rebel Yell uh-huh. roller coaster. Those probably aren't there. But the thing that I remember, the reason why I'm asking is because Jennifer is with the kids in um, at Carowinds and and. She was asking me if this one particular ride was White Lightning, and I wasn't sure. You mean that they've since renamed it, and she was wondering if architecturally yes. it was the same ride? Yes, and I wasn't sure. And but my memory—what do they of, call it now? They them? <laughs> Political correctness gone mad. Yeah, I think it's called like the Cobra Strike or something like that. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, wow. that's pretty. tough. I like that. But yeah. this is how it went: the White Lightning. You would get into your seat and you would buckle up and then the the guy who was controlling the uh, the ride he's probably like a 19 year old kid from albemarle north carolina and he would say over the mic white lightning strikes now and then he hit a button and you go (laughs) and he just did that all day long white lightning strikes now it's starting to sound familiar. I think I went on it. Yeah, like we went in eighth grade and we probably rode yeah, it a, a bunch of Yeah, class trip or something. Yeah. Yeah, White Lightning. It was awesome. The moonshine-themed roller coaster. Yeah. Because it'd throw you for a loop, just like moonshine. Yeah, moonshine. It was a bit big in the, the southeastern United States. It's how NASCAR got started. That's why I think, looking back on it, why I associated White Lightning with both race cars and moonshine. Yeah. Right? Because that's yeah. what NASCAR started as. In fact, we watched a movie about the origins of NASCAR in middle we... school. Remember? No. There's some movie, and I think Richard Pryor might be in it, about the origins of NASCAR racing I with bootleggers and stuff. I think you might be thinking about Richard Petty. No, it's not. <laughs> I know the difference between Richard Pryor and Richard okay. Petty. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a Pryor. school assembly. I mean, this is very North Carolina. <laughs> okay. And, uh, it was Go. a school assembly where we watched a movie, which was already old. It was already an old movie. Right. right. About the origins of NASCAR racing and moonshining. Man. We also watched Song of the South multiple times. Do you remember that? No. That was I an don't. elementary school. No, you, you went but... to a different elementary school, so you yeah. might not have had the same curriculum that I did. But I think we watched Song of the South like twice at least. We definitely learned that the Civil War was about states' rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not right. Um, And I think we learned that um, cigarettes were good for you. (laughs) Probably. Probably in a health class that was sponsored by uh, R.J. Reynolds or whatever. (laughs) That's right. I'll say one thing, man. Don't try that in a small town. Have you heard about that song? Yeah, oh I'm so sick of hearing about this fucking song. Is anybody opining about this fucking song? Are they still? I thought that was over with. I just read a new New York Times article about this song or 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 heard an ad for a podcast where they were like, oh, no, you know what it was? You know, the New Yorker magazine? Yeah. Well, they have a radio hour. It's called the New Yorker radio hour, but it's really a podcast. Maybe it's actually a radio show, but I it was served out to me on a podcast feed or something. David Remnick said, this week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, country music. We're going to talk about that song, Don't Try This in a Small Town, with Emily Nussbaum and and blah, blah, blah. I was like, guys, everybody. Did they have a new take on it? Yeah, it's going to be a new take. He's going to be like, yeah, it's a great song. That's going to be the take. The take is David Remnick said, you know, 
I think I'm going to quit my job at the New Yorker and move to a small town because it sounds really nice and welcoming there. Look at all these things that people won't even try there. Anyway, wait, why are we talking about that? We're talking about Southern culture. Yeah. Yeah. Although those small towns are elsewhere. Mm, small town culture. That's true. In, in, in uh, the Midwest. and Yeah, that's true. Even the Northeast. And the Northeast, upstate New York. And the Southwest. Don't don't try that in a small town in upstate New York. Yeah, that's true. Small town life. Yeah. Why didn't he call that song A Portrait of Small Town Life? Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's a good name for a country song. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, whether you're listening to us from a small town or a big city or somewhere in between, even an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. We're glad to have you. My name's Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. And I'm joined on the line by Long John Silver. And the name of the podcast, I can't remember if I mentioned it, is Small Town Values, Small Town Sucking and Fucking. And we're happy you're here. Just kidding. It's called Election Profit Makers. My mom loves it when you do that. John's mom, I send you my sincerest apologies. Okay, John, let's get to the news. There's a lot that's happening. That's right. Election was tw- a 20- big, big uh, weather event on the East Coast. Oh, right. I suppose you'll want to discuss that. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been obsessing over it. Yeah, we had this big wind thing come through. It was really exciting. Knocked down a bunch of trees and leaves and twigs. And <laughs> even knocked damage. down some twigs? It did, yeah. Unfortunately, two people were killed. Um Twenty-eight-year-old man in Alabama struck by lightning, and a fifteen-year-old kid in South Carolina crushed by a falling tree. So, what is this? A tornado? A typhoon? Is it a storm with a name? It was like one of those derechios. Is that how you say it? One of those inland hurricanes that just comes through, and it's just a giant. It was just basically a, a cold front coming through, and it was a a, a line of um, severe weather from. Alabama all the way up into New Jersey. But the National Weather Service it didn't dignify it with a name. No, they don't they don't do that. No. But they did they did send out a bunch of warnings and um And that hit you in North Carolina? Yeah. But we 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 kept power and everything. I just looked up I just spent about twenty minutes looking up all of the uh southeastern and northeastern airports to see what everyone recorded for their wind gusts. Well, let's have a wind gust report. What do we got? It's remarkable how close they were to one another. What do you mean? They're just, you know, all the wind gusts are very similar. You want to know what they were? (laughs) (laughs) Fayetteville, North Carolina recorded 58 miles per hour. Chattanooga, 68 miles per hour. So this thing was supposed to have 70 plus mile an hour winds, but generally your wind gauges don't end up recording those because they don't get lucky enough to be exactly where those bursts might happen. But Chattanooga got lucky and they got a 68 mile per hour. Fayetteville, North Carolina, 58 miles per hour. Philadelphia, 55. Washington, D.C., 52. Wilmington, Delaware, 52. Wilmington, North Carolina, 46. RDU 47, Charlotte 48. It was windy, man. Could you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. Were you hating it? We know you hate the wind. I I love the power of it, but I don't like to be out in it. So it only lasted about 10 minutes and then it was over. It was like the winds of hellfire. Yeah. Although the winds of hellfire in my mind are a dry, dusty wind. This must have been a wet, soggy wind, correct? This was wet. Yes. The dew point was 82 degrees Fahrenheit as this came in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a pretty, pretty high two point. Okay. Thank you for indulging me on that local weather report. I hope everyone was safe. Turning now to political news, John, I see that Ron DeSantis has fired his former campaign manager and is a new guy in charge. Who's the new guy? He is a Federalist Society kid. Well, I shouldn't say kid anymore because he's like in his mid-30s, but he's younger than us. So relative to us, he's a kid. Oh, my God. Everybody is. I'm telling you, man, if you're on Instagram now or TikTok and you see people and they're like, my husband or my wife, and I'm like, you're not old enough to be married. That's when you know. We're at the point now where everyone is 20 years younger than us. 
everyone. Or 30 years younger than us. Yeah. Someone can be 30 years younger than us and still be a grown-up and have a well-established vocabulary, have a steady income, have a job. It's true. It's My lawyer is, is, is 30 years younger than me, 21. Really? No. But oh. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. I got it. So it's a young Federalist Society kid. Um, I thought he already fired all of his people. No, this is the latest round. He's trying to reset his campaign. He's going to reboot his campaign. He's coming out swinging. He okay. said for the first time ever, I think, that Trump didn't win the 2020 election. Oh, and so that is ingratiated him with the same people that already support him uh, <laughs> or – I don't know what's going on. I assume he's doing it to try to woo back some of his donors. I think his largest donor said, if you don't start calling Attacking. Trump on his bullshit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop supporting you. So he's right. doing it for the money, I think. Yes, friends, it gives me no pleasure to say Ron DeSantis is sold out for the money. Um, I don't have any more to say about that. What do you want to talk about this week? What's going on? Uh, Well, we could talk about the crazy Pelosi tweet. Ron DeSantis' main challenger for the GOP uh, nomination is uh, former President Donald Trump. I would love to say they were neck and neck, but it turns out that's not entirely the case unless we're discussing giraffes and ants. (laughs) Yeah, because – right? Neck and neck. Yeah, I don't know if an ant has a neck. Yeah, ants definitely have necks. How are they going to look over their shoulder and say, hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to move a leaf over here. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump, super famous, probably don't need to explain to you folks who he is. Um, He's got a big – he's a big blabbermouth. And he got indicted last week, I think, or the week before, and we talked about it. And there's more indictments yet to come probably from Georgia. And um, I started to think this week that Donald Trump is going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And is not going to be the nominee. And what? I, yeah, I'm going to buy more no shares in on predicted. Trump will not be the GOP nominee. And I know that's crazy, but there's an ancient esoteric form of wisdom and philosophy known as YOLO or the YOLO factor. And I already have a 550 shares no in Donald Trump. I paid 72 cents per share for those. Back in the olden times, I'm suffering a loss of well over $160. I'm going to buy more shares of no, especially now that they're only 39 cents. So let me let me practice the YOLO philosophy that the ancients established and buy 150 shares. Mm-hmm. This guy is not going to be the nominee. Oh, I, I get so scared when I do it because I know he's going to be the nominee, but it's just so fun. Wait, why didn't it go through? It can't be. What? Ramaswamy. I don't think it's going to be your boy Vivek Ramaswamy. Although he's only one penny behind Ron DeSantis on predicted. 15 to DeSantis is 16. I've given up all hope on Tim Scott. My 400 shares, yes, currently trading at nine cents. That's a badge of shame for old kid Midas. You're actually smart to... Just be in on no right now. I I feel like somebody's going to have to come in. Someone else is going to have to jump into the race late. Fuck me. I didn't buy no. I sold no at 39. Hate it when that happens. Oh, my God. God, I used to do that all the time. Oh, my God. Now I have to buy him right back. I know. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, that was so bad. I just lost so much money. I know. But here's the good thing. When you buy them back, you won't have any – because you've realized those losses, they will be gone. You won't be seeing red anymore. I guess that's true. I guess that's one way to look at it. That's nice. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Wait, why didn't it work this time? Don't tell me I just did it again. Oh, no. You're short selling? What if you could do that? What am I doing? What am I doing? I don't know. I forgot how Predict It works. You really need to get back on Predict It for real. I really don't. I have an addictive personality. You know that. Yeah, but it's not like you're not – it's not like you're being healthy away from Predict It. So just be unhealthy in a way that serves our podcast. Why, why – yeah, I'm being healthy. 
You, you are? think all that data that I was searching on the the Yeah, right, exactly. That was good. I'm not going to put more money in if you're not even on predict it. That doesn't make sense. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put $500 in. There we go. Here we go. And how much do you have in right now? I have a $650 investment. How much cash do you have? Uh, $9.36. Okay. All right. I'm going to put in 500. Okay. All right. I kind of wish it was 650. I kind of wish you would meet me where I'm at, but I guess you can't try that in a small town. Uh, hang on. Let me go get my wallet. Cause if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. All right. I'm sorry. I won't put this in, but I got to, I just, I'll be right back. Do it now. I don't want to do this. You doing it? All right. Yeah, I'm doing it. 700 shares no. I, now I have 700 shares no in Donald Trump. I mean, he probably will be the nominee, but I mean, can't you see a world where he gets indicted? He has so many indictments that he isn't the nominee. Like maybe he gets arrested or something. I don't know. Yeah, but then he's still the nominee. Yeah, I guess he would just be the arrested nominee. Well, okay, so if he gets arrested before the um, convention, then at the convention they can decide to choose somebody else. But they're not going to do that. I know, because They'd be that would like, be crazy. That would be so exciting. Yeah. They have a floor vote and decide to, to not nominate the leading vote getter. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're going to be so stoked because they need him to be the nominee so he can win, so he can reverse all of this. Mm-hmm. Talking about YOLO. Talking about YOLO, this whole guy's whole life has been YOLO. Yeah. But but I kind of think he thinks he might get arrested because that tweet about Nancy Pelosi. Okay, yeah. So I you know, I know you don't like to hang out on Twitter anymore, so I don't like to send anything to you. But when I saw this tweet, I or Truth Social is where he is, but it was it came across on Twitter and I sent it to you. You did get excited. It was the first time mm-hmm. that you normally you're just like thumbs up. You don't really care. I don't really engage with a lot of the stuff you sent me. No, no, you don't. So I tried to pick my battles. So this one, I was like, I kind of think this one might be something. And uh-huh. then you wrote back and you were pretty excited. Well, why don't you read the social media post? I wasn't scared. Nevertheless, how mean a thing to say. This is because Nancy Pelosi said he looked scared in the courtroom or something. I guess, but I who did I didn't know what he was talking about at first here. He just it was the first thing out of his mouth. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. Nevertheless, how mean a thing to say. She is a wicked witch whose husband's journey from hell starts and finishes with her. She is a sick and demented psycho who will someday live in hell. All caps. That didn't really sound like him though. What do you mean? Your reading of it? Yeah. That's okay. It was super dramatic. Yeah. I was trying to bring some energy. So I wasn't scared. Nevertheless, how mean a thing to say. That's normal. She yeah. is a wicked witch, capitalized because it is a proper name of a character in IP, right? <laughs> Whose husband's, no apostrophe, journey from hell, lowercase, starts and finishes with her. She is a sick and demented psycho who will someday live in hell, all caps. When I read this, I was like, this guy, this isn't, he sounded, something's changed. Like he's scared because this doesn't have the, the, this, the, I don't know how to describe it. This feels a little darker than some of his messages. I don't know. Maybe it's the same as always, but the focus on hell, he keeps talking about hell. He seems fixated on hell. And that makes me think like, oh, he thinks he's going to hell. Like he's scared of going to hell because oh, okay. it's always yeah. projection with him, you know, and yeah. he's like, I wasn't scared. Oh, the I'm election. scared. Biden She's tried going to, to hell. Overturn. I'm going right. to hell. This dude's okay. like, I'm about to face the fucking winds of hellfire for my earthly sins. I'm not saying Trump is a deeply religious man, but I am saying that um, that his constant references to hell recently make me think like, oh, he's thinking about what happens afterwards and he's worried he's going to go to hell. And I would love for him on the, for the 2024, 2024 campaign to get obsessed, and I mean absolutely <laughs> obsessed with hell, and to talk about hell all the time. Yes. But not just saying, 
not just saying Nancy Pelosi is going to hell. Jack Smith is a psycho. He's also calling everybody psychos. He's a sick and twisted psycho who's going to go to hell. But I also want him to be like, you know what? We were talking about exploring Mars. No, we're going to explore hell. I'm going to send we're going to send the first manned mission to hell. First, we're going to have NASA. We're going to have NASA find hell. And then we're going to send a crew to hell to mine it for its resources. I think the 2024 campaign is going to be all about hell. I think it's going to be hell, but I also think it's going to be about hell. And I think that we can monitor how freaked out he is by how often he invokes hell itself. Because this one, he's he's made a million crazy statements on social media over the years. But this one felt like like a break like someone's having a breakdown, you know? Maybe I just haven't read him recently or thought about him a lot or something. But this one felt different. This one, as they say, John, hit different. And I was like, oh, he's worried. He's worried about jail and he's also worried about hell. Yeah. This one hit different. Right? He went there. Yeah, he to, absolutely went there. To hell. Yeah. Would he have to redo his, you know, he plays like the YMCA and uh, Rolling Stones and everything. Would he go to like a hell themed playlist? Well, he could play Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Yeah. He could... He could add in Highway to Hell, Hell's Highway Bells. to Hell by ACDC. Oh, there's two great songs by ACDC about hell. Yeah, Highway to Hell would be great. We're on a highway to hell. Actually, you want to know something, John? The devil went I'll down to you, Georgia. I bet you $20 he will play Highway to Hell at some point during one of his rallies because he could say, he could be like, yeah, I'm using this song because Joe Biden has put us on a highway to hell. It's why the U.S. women's soccer team lost the World Cup or whatever he said the other day, right? But in his mind, he might the reason might be a little murkier, and it might just be like, I've got hell on my mind. Right. I can't stop thinking about hell. Get me in my hell-themed playlist. Go to Hell by Megadeth. Yeah. Highway to Hell. What a song. Bad out of hell. Yeah, except he's not getting out of hell. He's going into hell. Bad out of hell. That's meatloaf, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he could play that. Hell of a life. <laughs> what are you, just Googling songs that have hell <laughs> in them? Kanye West. Hell of a life. No. That, it's that, got to be one, songs that, that are be, actually yeah, about yeah, yeah. hell. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what do you think? You think I'm dumb for buying more shares? I'm conflicted because yeah, it, 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 it doesn't it, – it, it, um, I, I just don't see who, is, who he can be. It can't be Ramaswamy. It can't be this guy all coked up who's – He's probably only 25. Vivek? It can't be Tim. It just can't be any of these people. So it has to okay. be Trump. So Yeah, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, it, it just, unless there's somebody who's going to come in, who is that? What if it was Mike Pence? He hasn't even made the, he hasn't even qualified to be in the debates yet, okay. right? Well, that's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. He's at, he's trading at two cents now. Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Too honest, Mike Pence. You heard that, Mike Pence, that Trump said on this transcript that was in the indictment that, uh, Mike, you're too honest, meaning I'm not honest. I mm-hmm. need you to be not honest and help me out here. And and so Mike Pence's campaign said, you know what? We're going to make T-shirts and hats that say, too honest, Mike Pence, 2024. Who is the market for that shirt? <sighs> I don't know. It's not MAGA. Why is everyone so weird? I know. I would buy that shirt. You would? Yeah. Does it have a picture of Mike Pence's face on it? I don't think so. But, I mean, that would be uh, a – that would offer me some some nostalgia at some point in my life. I don't know. You're going to buy the Mike Pence 2024 campaign shirt and just stick it in a closet for 30 years. Oh, I'm going to wear it. And then – Oh, you're going to wear it starting today? Yeah, we should use we should make a bet and then the loser of the bet has to wear that shirt somewhere. Oh hell no. Hell no. Yeah. I'd rather wear a Pod Save America shirt. Yeah, I said it. All right. Okay, well, I'm not going to order it then. John, I have a question for you. There have been these amazing articles about Clarence Thomas in the New York Times. They keep chipping away at this guy about all these gifts and favors that all these rich people do for him because they love him so much and also because he's on the Supreme Court. And even his fucking Winnebago, his mobile home that he's been driving around the heartland in for decades now because he's 
too much of an everyman to enjoy going to regular vacation spots. He just likes driving around in his big, huge box with his maniac wife, Jenny, and being with the regular folks. Even that, it turns out, was a gift. Or he got like some kind of loan on good terms. This thing cost like $267,000. Okay. So on the one hand, you have Clarence Thomas, who must, somewhere in his mind, know that he's been bought and paid for by all these rich assholes, right? Unless he's in complete denial about it. And he's like, no, these guys are just my friends. It's just a huge coincidence that they love me and I also sit on the Supreme Court and I say yes to anything they want. Now, would you rather be Clarence Thomas or would you rather be Cornell West? Because it turns out Cornell West owes more than $500,000 in back taxes. Cornell West running for president of the United States on the Green Party, interim campaign manager is Jill Stein. This guy owes 500. How how can you function? How could you function if you were either of these guys? No, there's no way to function. I, I have a, uh, it's something that I got from the IRS a couple of weeks ago that said I owe $300 for something like two years ago. And yeah, I flipped out immediately and was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what this is. I don't know if I owe the, I, I, and I just paid it. I'll do, do anything, anything. If the IRS sent me something and they're like, yeah, you owe us a million dollars, I right. would go out and get a million dollars and give it to them. Right. How could you be walking around owing a half a million dollars? Daily Beast says materials filed in Mercer County, New Jersey, where Cornell, where Cornell West owns a home in the upper crust college town of Princeton. And in Los Angeles, the location of his personal attorney's office, reveal a second secret motif to his hugely lucrative professional life, a failure to pay his own taxes. These documents show a total of $543,778.78 in outstanding federal tax liens against the professor, activist, and writer. Mm. After repeated emails, calls, and text messages from the Daily Beast to the West campaign. I like this. And to interim campaign manager Jill Stein and to West himself, the professor sent a one-line response from his personal Gmail account. My brother, I have asked my accountant to respond to these charges, some of which are not true. West wrote from his iPhone. Some. These records. These records. <laughs> These records show that for all his tirades against the wealthy and almost every one of the years recorded, West owed more in unpaid taxes than the median American household earned. This includes $85,477 he shorted the IRS in 2017, $136,916 in 2016, $82,396 in 20. I mean, maybe he's doing this as a political act. You know, maybe this is some form of protest, but I kind of doubt it. How could you how can you not pay the taxes that you owe? Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, well, I was washing a lot of dishes that summer and I got a lot of money in cash and I'm not going to bother figuring out how much I owe. That's under the table. Mm -hmm. This is like this can't be under the table for him. This is like real money that a computer could probably figure out you owe this. These numbers are so exact, you know. Right. He's just like, yeah, I guess I'm just not going to pay that money. (laughs) So it's it could I be wish it, I could, had that. It, it it could be <clears throat> all right. It could be a total lack of shame. It can be a total lack of money. I'm just trying to put myself in that position. And I'm like, I'm I'm owed five hundred thousand dollars to the IRS and I just don't have it. So I'm I'm not going to pay it. So it could be that. Doesn't sound like it's that because he because he, he owns a house. Uh, it could be that he has no idea how to do his taxes and that he is in total avoidant mode. Um, and it's got to be avoided, right? I mean, out. yeah, he's like, I don't want to think about this because I've done that before, but I still pay. I just keep, I just keep uh, filing extensions because I don't know how to fill out, do the taxes, but I still pay. I bet it's a combination. Yeah, it's avoidance and also just not having the money. They did a follow-up article with about him in the Daily Beast, and it was so depressing. It was just like – it was about child support and how he still owes child support from years ago. And he's like, I give my kids everything, my brother. Yeah. Like, I just give everything to my kids. It was like, I don't know what's going on. But they, it does make it, – it, and I think this is probably the framing of the article, looking at it cynically. They're like, this guy's just running for president because he needs the money. Right. And I'm sure it's a mix of him actually having – being idealistic if – 
I think, a little misguided about this presidential campaign and who may or may not be funding it and who may or may not be wishing him well in his war against Joe Biden. But I think some of it must just be for the money, right? All right. So if you're going to have to choose between him and Clarence Thomas, I'm definitely taking Clarence Thomas. Because I'm definitely taking Clarence Thomas. Because he's rich. Right. And he has no guilt. He doesn't feel guilty. And because he has no shame. But also, I don't think he thinks he's bought. Well, that's the thing. I think he knows he's that they're trying to buy him. But they don't need to buy him. He is completely on board for all of this stuff anyhow. Yeah. Right? The question is, would he think – if you asked him about it, would he say, what are you talking about? They don't care what how I vote. We're just friends. Or would he say, yeah, they're trying to – I understand they're not really my friends, but I like hanging out with them. Yeah. And I was going to vote that way anyway. Or does he say – no, we're friends because we have the same politics. So it's all it's win-win for everybody. Like you hang you hang out with the people who believe, have the same values as you. And if those people one of their values is let's buy our Supreme Court justice friend a bunch of fancy shit, send them all around the world for free, like that that works for me. Where's the crime? I don't know, man. If you got on the Supreme Court and I was very wealthy, I'd be hooking you up, man. Well, I'd appreciate that. But the question is, what if it wasn't you, a lifelong friend? It was some new friends or people I met I'd be once the up. trajectory of my career was clear. I'd be hooked. Yeah, because I just want to be friends with you. Here's what I think. I think Clarence Thomas is much more fucked up psychologically than Cornell West. Much more. I mean, Cornell West is a fuck up. <laughs> like he's biffed it. He's really biffed it over the past 20 years. Why are we comparing these two? Just because they've been in the news lately? Because they've like... both been in the news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And But I think Clarence Thomas is like a really fucked up, angry person. Yeah. And I would much rather hang out with Cornell West and talk about tax evasion and debt than I would want to hang out with Cornell West. And I mean, then I would want to hang out with Clarence Thomas and talk about driving around the country in a Winnebago or What whatever. about Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah, but he's – there's that – I don't know how to express it. I mean he's also fucked up, but I don't think he's in – I don't think he's in denial the way Clarence Thomas is in denial. Like Brett Kavanaugh was crying and screaming about, I love beer, I love beer, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he's just a <laughs> – He wasn't in right? denial. Like, that's what you're saying. That's healthy. It's healthy yeah. self-awareness. Yeah, like, okay. He modeled, right. he modeled like real radical acceptance like – I love beer. Yeah, he said there's going to be hell to pay, and and then he loves beer. And he was he's just an angry entitled white douchebag. Like that's right. every like ninety percent of the people on earth are like that. You know, yeah. there's something about Clarence Thomas just hits different. Yeah, I would wear that T-shirt. <laughs> just a picture of Clarence Thomas, and it just said, "It just hits different." Okay. <laughs> if anyone yeah wants to design a T-shirt like that. Send it in. Anyway, that's the update on Clarence Thomas and Cornell West. Boy. I don't think I could last a minute in either of their shoes. All right, let's do these listener questions. Wait a minute. Can I talk about the one thing that I discovered in um, in Google Earth this week? John, sounds like you have something you'd like to discuss with our listeners. Take it away. Yeah. So I was flying around helicopter Tony style in Google Earth this week, you know, just researching various U.S. cities. And I became obsessed with the idea of cities that are found in a perfect straight line. Did you know that Detroit and Cleveland and Pittsburgh are in a perfectly straight line? If you draw a line in Google Earth from downtown Detroit to downtown Pittsburgh, it goes through Cleveland as well. So if I was flying in an airplane, you mean I could go in a straight line and I would hit all three cities? That's right. It made me want to be a pilot so bad because there's all these like linear routes that you're not thinking of because you're on the ground. Yeah, it's 204 miles and it goes directly the three line up. So there's another big one that lines up too. Mm-hmm. Boston, New York, 
and DC. And actually, you can draw it all the way down to Atlanta as well. And from there, you can draw it down to Mexico City. But bullshit. Yeah, I'm. I'm a serious. straight line from Boston to Mexico City that goes through Atlanta. Bullshit. I invite anybody to check my work here. You know, and somebody might write in and say, you know what? Technically, this doesn't count because of the curvature of the Earth, and that Google Earth doesn't make. Uh, yeah, exactly. Doesn't make. Um, but I think they do. So, do you have Google Earth? No, John, I don't have Google Earth, and I haven't. I haven't the slightest idea what it, even that is. Yeah. So I just drew it. Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, and then directly over Atlanta. Okay, but hold on to, a minute. With the, but it goes. You're able to. It goes within five miles of downtown Atlanta. Okay, I was going to say because some of these metropolitan statistical areas are so huge, you have so much wiggle room. It when goes it comes within. To this- one mile of DC of the White House. Okay. It goes through Central Park and it starts in downtown Boston. So it's a pretty pretty good line. But pretty okay, good line. Forget about the long line. Let's just do Boston to New York. Okay. So I don't know exactly where the center of D.C. is. Some people put it a little north of the White House. Some people say it's the nation's capital. Some people say it's the White House. I decided to use the White House and put a point directly in the middle of the White House, perfectly in the center of the White House, and drew a line into downtown Boston and put a dot right in the middle of a house in downtown Boston, which is the most famous house in Boston, the Paul Revere house. Okay. Okay. So now I have a straight line between the white house and the Paul Revere house in Boston. Yeah. But I could do that with any two famous houses in all of America. That's right. Because any two points make a straight line, John. It's That's Euclidean true. geometry. But what is in the center between those two points, where does that line go? Where else does that line go? Oh, you mean it goes through some other thing in between the White House and the Paul Revere House? It I don't know. Goes, it goes through like a bunch of states. No, it it goes through New York City and it goes through Manhattan mm-hmm. and it goes through, again, we're talking the most famous house perhaps in the world, the White House in Washington, right. the most famous house in Boston, the Paul Revere House. Right. And what does this thing cross through, this perfectly straight line cross through in Manhattan, the most famous building in the world, the Empire State Building? A perfectly straight line from the White House to Paul Revere's house in the center of Boston, and the <laughs> middle goes, I'm not saying it goes through Manhattan or it goes within 300 yards, or it, go, it goes over the Empire State Building. John, that's... Uh, it's useless oh. information, but it's... It's not even just useless information. It's any... Uh, I kind of feel like any line in New England... That goes from one big deal to another big deal is going to pass through a third interim big no, deal. Everything no, is it, just so it dense. It cannot up there. be what I have done. Cannot mm-hmm. be created. Can it just can't be <laughs> recreated? Okay. What like, do you mean? You, <laughs> you think this is the only one? You think this is the only one? This is the, this is the only one. You can't like draw a like. Let's say we'll just come up with something totally random like okay let's say that let's say there's a town in uh, ontario canada called elvis and you can okay. draw a line from elvis ontario to graceland in memphis and it goes through cleveland but not only does it go through cleveland it literally goes through the quarter of an acre sized building in cleveland that houses the rock and roll hall of fame Okay. 
I don't know. You can't. I you can't. I'm not. You I'm can't not do sure it. This is a big deal because the White House to Paul Revere's house, and that it happens to. And I go didn't go through the Empire State Building, a completely unrelated building that's not even a house. It would be better. It goes through it, anything. It, it, if it would goes be through better. Anything, it would be if better. If it goes through Manhattan, it's going to go through something famous. If it wasn't the Empire State Building, you'd be like, and you'll never guess what it goes through. It, but it the wouldn't Chrysler be Chrysler Building. It wouldn't be cool. Or you'll never guess what it goes through. The Freedom Tower or that my would, old apartment on the Upper West Side. That would be cool if it did that, but that wouldn't be as cool as the most recognizable, most famous landmark in that particular city it goes to the i don't think that's true anymore the empire state building is not the most famous building in new york yes it is it's the most i would say it's the most famous building in the world it's certainly the most famous skyscraper in the world really still the empire state building it's pretty famous i mean it was the tallest building in the world for 40 years but john you have to remember what we what we were talking about earlier like we're 30 years older than everyone else on the planet it just does not have the same no, I think New Yorkers would would agree with me. Hmm. Um I would like I would I would like people to check my work, see if I've done it correctly. I believe I have. And I would like to see if anyone else can do anything that's like this. And I'm not talking about like I can do a hundred of these in ten minutes. I'm not talking about drawing a line that's three blocks that includes three things. I'm talking about drawing a line that is hundreds of miles. And I get it. I get it. Can't be done. I've tried. How, how much time have you spent on this? A lot of time. You've been looking for other ones where you go yeah. from one famous thing to a yeah, third? I can't really? do it. I can't do it. Oh, so this is unusual, you're saying. Yeah, like uh, I don't. I, yeah, I I just I can't even think of. Yeah, all right. I don't know Fair if, you, if what's the most famous thing in L.A. Uh, the Hollywood sign. Okay, so if you drew a line from the Hollywood sign to uh, the uh, Space Needle, and it happened to perfectly, it'll go through something bisect, famous. I bet. Yeah, the Trans America building in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. No, and and even really? if it did, that one's not as cool as the one I. I'm number one. Yeah, because everyone's so crazy about the Paul Revere house. You're, that's when I know you're stretching it when you're that, like, and it goes through the most famous house in Boston. It's like there are no famous houses in Boston. I didn't even know Paul Revere had a house. It in is Boston. the most famous, but the thing is, the Bo- Boston. So yeah, you can you can quibble and say no. Technically, the 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 center of Boston is the old State House, which is you know like a hundred feet next to the Paul Revere House. And technically, if I put it there, it's going to miss the Empire State Building by five mm-hmm. feet. But I don't know where the center of Boston it is. Is it right in downtown? Is it where Boston Common is? I don't know. Well, let me ask you this, and you have to tell me the truth. Did you start by drawing a line from the White House to the State House and then realize you were so close to going through the Empire State Building that no. you looked around desperately for another building that you could qualify as famous? Here's the thing. Such I can't, that it bisected the I Empire can't State exactly building? remember, but I did draw the mm-hmm. line multiple times. The first time I did it, I just sort of dropped it in D.C. and then dropped it in Boston and then was like, oh, wow, this goes through – Manhattan it actually goes right through Central Park. That's cool. And then I said, what if I put it right on the White House and then go to right to downtown Boston? And then that's when I saw that it That's when you got excited. That's when I got excited. Well, this is a good project. And it's good that you're not wasting your time on predict it. Yeah. I showed Jennifer and I said, this is pretty cool. And I said, and I can't show it to anybody else. She was like, why not? And I was like, because it sounds crazy. And they're like, how did you discover that? And uh, who cares? And there's got to be some geography people that think that's kind of cool. I'm not, right, saying, right it was, in. I'm not who, saying it was set up intentionally. What if I said that? It was like, they design, that's why they put the Empire State Building there. That, then I would that, get excited because I would, yeah, right. 
if you connect every famous house in New England, it makes a pentagram. Right. Then I would get excited. Right. I guess we would ask our listeners if you, if they can find any other magical lines that go through three three um, important structures or geographical features. And right? it's got to go right through them. Drawing that line from downtown Detroit to downtown Pittsburgh, I mean, to the very fountain at the three rivers um, that, you know, practically goes through downtown Cleveland as well, like within a mile. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, but that's nothing. Do you think that in my apartment, my apartment is the is on the line between two interesting things or your house? Do you think that's the case? For any geographical point, could you find yes. it? I bet you could. I feel like I did this once drawing a line from the house here in Carborough to Cape Hatteras and it it like it, it intersected something that was kind of cool. No, but not that. Not where your house is one of the termi- terminuses, termini of the line. Oh, okay. But that your house is on the line in between two famous things. There's got to be a program that you could build. That There's would, got to that be a would fucking program. Be, you could because build. otherwise, you're just sitting there all day trying to eyeball things. Randomly trying stuff. And you're right. just like, ugh. But if they had a program and then it spit out, congratulations, your house sits on the line that connects the missing nose of the Sphinx to the J. Paul Getty Museum courtyard in Los Angeles, you know? Dude, if you that had, is so cool. If somebody... Then everyone would have bragging rights. Like, actually, yeah, this apartment's kind of interesting. Have you ever heard of the Paul Revere house? <laughs> it's the most famous house in Boston. It well, is. if you drew a line from the Paul Revere house to my grandmother's house, my current house is in the middle of that line. A computer program can do that, right? Isn't that what computer programs are for? Yeah. Or AI? We could probably ask AI to do it. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, but I think that would be a really cool tool mm. to, to generate some interesting discussion. Uh, not, 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 I don't think it ha- have any value, mm. but it probably would have value in, in other, like in commercial interests, you would just say, okay, what is Atlanta, the, or Charlotte, the center of, and, and on a perfectly straight line. And they say, yeah, you can draw a perfectly straight line. Uh, from Toronto to Miami that goes directly over the Charlotte airport. So then you use that information for, I don't know, some kind of new logistics where you you have a plane that can only fly straight and, and, then, it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it parachutes stuff into Charlotte. And I don't know, you know, something like that. It could, it could there's some sort of commercial application that could be uh-huh. used other than Maybe There's the a f- new freight company that's like, we're going to save money because our planes can only fly right. straight. And we're just going to drop stuff out of the plane when we fly over it. Right. Or you know how they have these like space ele- – these elevators that go to space and then they – you know they. Oh, they, yeah. They I know reach, about the space elevators. Yeah. They reach yeah. escape velocity and they just sort of stand up. Maybe if it was like something like that, but it was not standing on its end. It was this way from – horizontal Toronto to, to Miami and it, it just talking about like a skywalk a huge yeah, sky, skywalk a and you know skywalk. they, they yeah. can curve this thing if they want to just like when you build a house you can make your house round it, it probably adds to uh, how much your house is going to cost mm-hmm. if you are going to do something funky like that so you would like to have your wall be straight and so you want your skywalk to be straight and then they're you're dro- spitting so much fire and right then they're now. dropping you like Amazon packages on that on that particular line, <clears throat> this is what this is your best idea since you wanted to uh, build a canal, a perfectly straight canal, yeah, through the continental U.S. This is your best idea since high school. I bet somebody's had this idea. Um, I'm not sure somebody's had this. Somebody in the delivery logistics sector has had this idea. Like, what if we could invent a plane that only flies straight? No, and then we drop packages on a sky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe someone else has had that idea. You know, like a giant, something that was on a, like a giant, um, paddle, like a rubber thing. So it only <laughs> went in a straight line. Like a canoe paddle? No, no, no. Like, you know, a paddle with a rubber band on it. You're like, bum, 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 bum. Oh yeah. The, the childhood game. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, you've got it and it, 
Yeah, I don't know. Let's Wait, stick with the no, floating elevator. Go- that works. Okay, okay. So I don't have to keep the paddle ball in my mind? No, I'm just riffing. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the credits. Wait, we didn't do the... We There's got- no time. This is You just saved the episode with this insane thing. I'm going to cut everything but this. It'll be okay. short. I don't want right. to do all the listener okay. questions. I think all it'll right. be too long. Hey, uh, election profit makers is well, in- uh, Sorry, let me say. Yeah, why don't you do well, it? Well, um, we've reached the end of this episode. It took an unexpected and delightful turn. Um, we'll do this week's listener questions next week, and we're always open for more listener questions. Thanks to everybody, as always, for writing in. And we will say now, I think it's safe to say, Connecticut, it's happening. It is definitely happening next month, September. Circle the day, Thursday, September 14th. We don't feel entirely comfortable saying more yet because it's not super tripled ultra confirmed, but Thursday, September 14th, we're going to be in Connecticut. So start your engines because it's happening. All right, John, do the credits. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. If you sign up for a Patreon, you'll receive some wonderful EPM stickers in the mail. Send your election prediction questions and bird recordings and anything else that has to do with logistics or other stuff to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you want to advertise with us, same email address, email contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.